evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wednesday Night Wallop Season 5, Episode 13. Ryland Turner here, and Kyle Joseph is off once again this week. He is recuperating after that WrestleMania week, I tell you. Hey, the work's been getting getting him down, and I, I'm feeling it myself. The burnout is, is running really high in the Wednesday Night Wallop team, but... The man who always seems to sneak himself into the Kyle's chair whenever Kyle's away, Jack London, is back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Jack Attack. Jack, how are you? I am doing well. I'm going to start requesting theme music and pyro for the record. So, All right. All right. All right. We, we probably can get the theme music if I'm, if I'm not... If I'm, not, if I'm being completely honest, we could probably do the theme music. Um... With all that being said, Jack, uh, thank you once again for joining me this week. Uh, we start this show every single week the same way. It is time for the Wednesday Night Roundup. It's a Wednesday Night Roundup. Jack, Warner Brothers is set to make a big deal with AEW. The TV rights deal is coming up. Dave Meltzer is reporting this thing to be a billion dollars over five years. Wow. Uh, apparently, they're also going to be uh, announcing AEW Collision, which is, I, I think, getting announced next week with the, the little hint that Tony gave on this episode of Dynamite Tonight. I think that that's going to be ha- happening next week, uh, Wednesday. Uh, the upfronts are coming up for Turner and Warner Brothers, so you can expect AEW to be out there showing off, looking as good as possible. And uh, what are your thoughts uh, overall, Jack? You know, uh I think the whole the the announcement, I guess, of them getting rid of uh, dark and uh, elevation. I think that's that's a good move. Uh, you know, just listen to the announcement when when you know you, they 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 set the tone by having Miro show up and then uh, uh, by having uh, uh, Thunder Rosa show up at Tony Khan's door. And you know, I I feel like. They definitely, it, it's time to make more appointment programming. And and the, those two shows, Elevation and Dark, just weren't that. So if we're going to get a new show, you got so many characters that there's not enough TV time for everybody. So I'm hoping with the addition of this new show, we'll get stuff fleshed out. I tell you, I'm happy as hell to see Miro coming back. That was a welcome surprise. Absolutely. And we will get definitely get into that in the belly of the show. I, I too, am very happy to see him back on AEW television, if even only for a brief moment. Uh, I think this is really big news. I think all these people who want to crap all over AEW and say, oh, the ratings don't matter. The ratings, the ratings obviously matter to Warner Brothers because they are getting easily 800 to a million, 800,000 to a million people uh, on a near weekly basis. And Warner Brothers seems very happy with that. Sorry, Warner Discovery seems very happy with AEW right now and honestly giving them more content like we're talking about another two-hour program Saturday nights which is going to conflict with uh with uh WWE pay-per-views so you, you know that's coming um Saturday night television uh we're gonna I, I assume we're gonna get some sort of a hard or soft roster split um, I would like to see that. I think this roster is big enough at this point that we can start to do something like that. And like we've seen the WWE do a draft. Something tells me Tony Khan can do it better. Um, go yeah, ahead. What, what, so, so what you're saying about, um, you know, just just having having both rosters and them having the amount of talent that they currently have in trying to split them up in those two rosters. I just think that there's so much 
so many more stories that we can get now with a little bit more programming and you know like you said now, now some saturdays uh you can see a little bit of war competition is is always in my opinion helped elevate all of the boats you know the high tide elevates all boats so i'm super excited about more competition and super excited about more marquee matchups and less dark less elevation so yeah Jack, we both took in WWE Backlash this past weekend. Uh, before we get into like match by match, what are your overall thoughts on the show? Man, Backlash was better than it had any right to be. <laughs> like, You're damn right. Just, You're damn right. You know, it, it was one of those shows where, you know, it's usually the after WrestleMania, you know, things are kind of settled. But just starting with setting the tone for the night, like uh, Bianca Belair and EO Sky. Went out and put in an absolute barn burner. I don't think nobody saw that coming. So it was a it was a, a really 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 good show. You know, I, from from beginning to end, it was definitely a highlight. Yeah, uh, that match. Uh, I think uh, when we're talking about wrestling uh, bell to bell, I think that match stole the show for me. Uh, but let's talk about the other stuff. Like we had Bad Bunny and Damian Priest have a 25 minute battle in which we got run-ins from Carlito, Savio Vega, uh, the, the entire uh, city of San Juan was there to support Bad Bunny. This guy was more over than I think almost anybody else on the roster. He looked great performed yeah. well Damian Priest all the credit in the world to that guy because he made Bad Bunny look like an absolute superstar that match was just fire and uh, I mean the main event with Cody and Brock while it was not as long as these these other matches we're talking about uh, the the story that Cody's trying to finish it, it looks like there's a few more chapters left oh yeah they used and this the time efficiently 10 minutes and they yeah. used every bit of it Absolutely. Brock got all of his shit in, bled profusely hard way too. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 the 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 big question coming out of it was has policy changed in WWE? Are they allowing blood? I personally think that referee didn't want to get any, anywhere near Brock. Yeah. The, the minute that he tries to interrupt that match to try and uh clean his face off. For the you know the viewers at home, I think he's getting tossed out of the ring. So yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I, I I think that and and honestly, we've seen blood with Brock before. I think that he can certainly uh, politic for it. And it, honestly, I think this was necessary. I think we needed to see Brock look um, weakened to a certain state. And when you had him come back on Raw and take Cody out of the World Title Tournament, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, he looked terrible. The black eye, the stitches, he looked gruesome. So this monster that Cody Rhodes is is battling right now doesn't look like he's going anywhere yet. They're going to have a fight in Saudi Arabia. That's what he wants. He wants a fight. So we'll <laughs> see what that. that entails. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, honestly, I thought I, I agree with you. I think Backlash way better than it, it had any right to be. This is usually a pay-per-view where we see a lot of rematches from WrestleMania, and we didn't see almost anything like that. This was its own show there to, you know, uh, build stories in between the big shows. And I thought it, was, it did a really, really good job. San Juan was there to party. Uh, and they, the crowd was absolutely electric. You, you know, something that, that I didn't expect, I didn't expect to get emotional during any of Backlash, but when Selena Vega came out, mm -hmm. and you could just see the tears in the eyes, and she 
held out her arms and you see the flag and you see the family and it's like, man, at some point, you know, we, we know what this is, but damn it, that moment was real to her. And, and you can feel it. It was a quick nine minute match, but the bottom line is, if this is as good as it gets for Selena Vega, that was a fantastic performance. She didn't have to win, but she came out on top, and that was a moment. Like mm. I think that's a tent pole moment for her. I'm pretty sure in her house somewhere there will be that picture of that outfit and her out there in the ring because it was incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree, uh, I agree with you. Um, moving on, Jack, that's the news for the week. It is time for Dinner Before Dynamite. Mm. Jack, Chef Jack, what'd you eat? So, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what direction I want to go in, and this is what I did. I made, I took a bag of Cheez-Its, and I made Cheez-It walking tacos. So I made me a nice queso with some chorizo in it. I opened up my bag of Cheez-Its, and I put some on there Then I had a pineapple mango salsa over the top of it, a little bit of crema, and ate them right out the bag while watching Dynamite. That's so dope. I, I had a, a lazy man's egg Benedict, meaning that I did not have English muffins or pea meal bacon. So it was turkey. It was, uh, yeah, uh, like your, your standard deli turkey and uh, just on toast. But hollandaise sauce from the bag, because I'm a slut for hollandaise. Shit's good. Shit's good. So Yes, it is. I, I, I had to recover, though. After I ate that meal, just laying on the couch, me and my girlfriend watching Dynamite together, and I'm just like, oh, I got to do a podcast after this. This is rough stuff. <laughs> rough stuff. Well, I'm glad you made it, sir. No rundown this You kicked out it, too. I did. I did kick out it too. Definitely. No rundown this week, guys, but we are going to get into the show. No lists either. Me and Jack, we like to do it. Uh, we like to do it a little raw. Yes. We so do. with all that being said, let's get into this. Uh, we opened our AEW Dynamite episode. This was uh, Detroit was hosting Dynamite tonight. Detroit, real hot crowd. Really, really hot crowd. Uh, we opened up the card with a double Jeopardy match. Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli versus Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion Ray Phoenix. The idea behind this match was that if Ray Phoenix was able to defeat Claudio, he would get a shot at the world title. And if Claudio was able to defeat Ray, he would him and a partner of his choosing would get a shot at Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. Um, this match was great, as you can expect from both these uh, absolute great workers. Phoenix is just a delight to watch every time he's in the ring. And Claudio is just, I feel like he only gets better with age uh, and smarter and wiser. Uh, this match was great. Claudio uh, eventually got the Rico Low uh, Bomb for the win. Uh, what were your thoughts? It was a fantastic match, uh, uh, well worked just to see everybody else kind of coming out and, and participating. I got a kick out of it. I missed the finish, so I'm glad what you just told me what the finish was. So Claudio got it with the recall bomb, yeah. So it was a fantastic match. Ray Phoenix, my God, man. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a magician in every sense of the word. And just 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 seeing him, he's, man, it, he is definitely one of the most talented in the business. And like you said, Claudio gets better with age. So, yeah, it was a fantastic match. I just missed the finish. So now I'm glad you just told me who won. 
Uh, Miro is seen walking backstage, brushes past Renee Paquette, and enters Tony Khan's office. Uh, this wouldn't be the first t- first person we or the last person we would see enter the office. Uh, we get an AEW package. We got packages for all of the four pillars tonight. Uh, I'm probably not going to highlight every single one of them, Jack. Let's just get your overall opinion on all of them. I thought personally, MJF's dis- um, describing all of the four pillars like the Beatles was genius as a Beatles fan. I, I-, I thought that that was great. Uh, Sammy Guevara, very good babyface package, but like he's not a babyface. So that's what I was confused by. Darby Allen, of course, we get some wild stunts with Darby. Uh, that's that's kind of his lifestyle. And then, of course, Jungle Boy had all of his uh, Los Angeles uh, upcoming or uh, upbringing in the wrestling business, wrestling in somebody's backyard. Uh, he's shown working out in his own ring in his backyard. Looks like a beautiful home because his dad is Luke Perry. Um, True. What, what were your, your thoughts? thoughts? Uh, I, I loved it. I, I loved it just because you know we and we've been getting these parallels between the four of them, you know, since this whole program started. <laughs> and I think this was a good way to flesh it out without anybody having to, you know, do in ring promos or or wrestle another match to to set up for it. We know what we're going in for. I thought MJF, my God, man, he's he's masterful, and even the way that he. Like, I will tell you, if you want to talk about uh, credibility, when he laid out the list of people he has defeated, it's like, it's a who's who of AEW, period. And he put it out there. He talked about the classic matches he's had. Like, you know, heels are not supposed to be uh, accurate. And he was accurate about everything that he said. And that's the hard part. The other ones, you know, it was kind of what I expected from them. But MJF is he's the puppet master. He's controlling and he's moving and he's uh, uh, controlling the way that the story is going. So I'm expecting a, a great, great match from them. Because like you said, he's met, he had the best Iron Man match and now he's going to have the best four way match. His history tells me that MJF is not lying to us. So I'm looking forward to them really pulling something out. AEW World Tag Team Champions FTR make their way down to the ring. Uh, they initially go to invite Mark Briscoe out, but instead Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh join them in the ring. Uh, Dutt tells them that he wants them to accept their challenge for double or nothing. Hardwood says he'll they will accept the challenge if they admit to using uh, Mark Briscoe to get to them, which brings Mark Briscoe out. Uh, he reveals that he talked to Tony Khan and at Double or Nothing, he's going to be the special guest referee for the tag team match between the two teams. Uh, then he starts handing out cups for everybody to have a drink together. Uh, Sanjay Dutt spits the drink in Hart- uh, Dax Hardwood's face. They begin to brawl, which Mark tries to break up. But for his efforts, he gets shoved into Dax Hardwood and he gets hit with a pile driver accidentally. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, so... I, I, I've gotten I've gotten some entertainment value out of this this storyline with with Mark Briscoe. Um, you know, tonight is is one of those moments where you take the the creative license and you know you have the spot where somebody gets the alcohol spit in the face. They can't see what they're doing. They pile drive the wrong person. Like <laughs> I I just think that's such a contrivance. It's it's difficult to do right. And 
I don't really know if this was done right. It was just, it came off as just kind of weird. And and I mean, I see what where they're going with this story. I really enjoyed the skit that they did back at the farm. Like, I thought that that was incredible. I, I got a kick out of it. But, you know, I don't know how much juice there is to squeeze out of this lemon. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in Mark Briscoe. I don't, Jer, uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. There's not, 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 not a lot there. So no, th- this one didn't do it for me tonight. Okay, fair enough. Uh, backstage, we have Chris Jericho talking about Adam Cole attacking him last week. Uh, he said that he was put into an unsafe, unsafe work environment, and he reveals that he got a court order preventing Adam Cole from entering the building at the same time as him. He's confronted by Roderick Strong, who stand up, stands up for Adam Cole, challenging Chris Jericho to a false count anywhere match next week, which Jericho accepts, then claiming he has an army, so he better be careful. Strong then revealing that he also has a court order that the JAS will be barred from ringside. Not the only, not the funniest barring from ringside we'll get this evening. <laughs> Once again, backstage with Renee Paquette. Uh, actually, did you have any thoughts on the Jericho promo with the Roderick Strong interruption? I, I, I will say you. I'll say this: those lawyers really get a workout in AEW. Yeah. From banning oh, yeah. finishing moves and banning people from rings, that Mark Sterling is not getting paid enough for as hard as he's working out here. Damn right. Damn right he's not. Um, Renee Paquette is backstage again, once again outside of Tony Khan's office, waiting for Miro to come out. Thunder Rosa then shows up uh, and then walks into Tony Khan's office as well. So we've got two people walking into Tony Khan's office. I mean, this is is interesting stuff here. Interesting stuff. Um, Your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, just, I mean, you know, uh, with with us knowing kind of where we're going with it, it's exciting. You know, I've been waiting to see Miro back. Um, you know, good to see Thunder Rosa back. And it's good that they're going to have a place to properly showcase everybody. So, you know, I, I give give them extra time. They need it. And let's see what Tony Khan can do with it. Tony Khan, speaking of, is uh, backstage and he's talking about how tonight's Dynamite is one of the strongest lineups in AEW history. He says the stars are lined up outside his office and they're looking for a chance to wrestle. He says that it's clear AW can produce more content than ever. And he encourages fans to stay tuned for a major announcement next week. Jack, it's almost time for another Tony Khan major announcement. We've got seven days. Boy, it it never gets old. (laughs) It never gets old. But, you know, I'm thinking this is going to be a huge excitement, especially coming off the back of the, the this huge attendance number that they're about to do at Wembley Stadium. Like, you know, <laughs> if you if you if you count uh 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 AEW out, you better count it twice because they're they're moving and, and we're seeing it. So no, I'm excited about another Tony Khan announcement. If nothing is going to be hilarious. This podcast is brought to you by Spear King. Literally. Our producer, RJ, has decided to branch out and brand himself, and we couldn't be more excited to hear that. If you've been with Wednesday Night Wallop from the beginning, you will hear that the production has since improved tenfold, and that's all thanks to Spear King. RJ has worked T 
tediously to hone his production skills, from the opening song to the tidbits of music sprinkled throughout and the editing of the podcast in its entirety, Spear King puts a royal effort into your product. I know for a fact that we wouldn't have the professional sound that we do without his efforts. So please go support our producer in all of his future endeavors, and don't be afraid to reach out about something you're interested in RJ getting his hands on. That's Spear King Co. on Facebook, at spear.king.co on Instagram, and at Spear King Music on TikTok. Spear King, music, media, and production. AEW International Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia. This was a lot of fun, I think. Again, as we said two weeks ago, Orange Cassidy continues to be the workhorse of this roster right now. The International Championship is definitely the workhorse title. And uh, once again, Cassidy gets the victory with a roll-up on Garcia after a really good match. Um, What are your thoughts? I I, I think that... that Orange Cassidy is going out there every week and in, in, in completely having different styles of matches. So for anybody that was of the feeling that Orange Cassidy was only a ha-ha, ironic wrestler, I think you're getting to see the layers in which Orange Cassidy can actually produce because he's fighting opponents of different sizes, different speeds, different weights, different character gimmicks, and He's finding a way to be Orange Cassidy regardless. So you take away the hands in the pocket, you still got a dangerous competitor, and I think we're getting to see that week after week. I loved it. It's true. Uh, we had a backstage promo with the Outcast talking about Hikaru Shida's return last week. Um, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter also comment on it. Uh, and Baker and Hayter accept the challenge for a trios match next week on AEW Dynamite. Br- Christian Cage comes out with Lucha Kane. Uh, Christian is asked by Tony Schiavone about his claim to the uh, TNT title uh, and how he's able to get into that number one position. He noted uh, that he's the top contender because he's Christian Cage. And when your name has that kind of cachet, you get what you want. Uh, Cage then goes on to question why so many AEW wrestlers have daddy issues. Says he won't waste his breath on Wardlow's father because he wasn't famous. But the TNT champion found a father who he was looking for in Arn Anderson. He then continues to run down Arn Anderson, who never won a world title and was the uh, Ric Flair's lackey and the worst of the two between him and Tully Blanchard. Cage demand Wardlow be in the ring next week when he realizes that his days of champion are all but over. Uh, he got major heat for this. Like, this man was getting booed vociferous. Ver- a lot. He was getting booed a lot. Uh, and it, like, I, I love seeing Christian, Christian Cage go out there, still be able to garner that much heat. What were your thoughts? Oh, Christian is incredible on, on the microphone. Like how, how he, you know, wrapped up everything that was going on. It was able to cut. I mean, he's just cut just a scathing promo. Like it's, so many moments and so many disrespectful things that he said, like to get to the end of it, the daddy issues and just my God, man, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell Luchasaurus is doing with Christian, but Christian is so entertaining. I'm even getting over the fact that Luchasaurus is with him. That's just how good he is. He's getting heat. The only person getting more heat than him is Dominic. And that's another show. 
It was 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so you know what that means in AEW land. It's time for the women. No holds barred match between Julia Hart and Anna J.A.S. Uh, my girlfriend noted that she thought that Anna J.A.S. had a great A.S.S. And I was just, uh, I was very, I, I continue to be excited to watch wrestling with my girlfriend every week. Um, Jay attacks Hart during her entrance, and this just gets into, you know, as, as you could expect, a no-holds-barred match with lots of plunder. Not quite as much plunder as we would get later in the show, but uh, it ended up being where uh, Hart was able to lock in the uh, Heartless, and Jay, uh, Anna Jay was, ta- uh, was made to tap out. What were your thoughts on this match? It was... <laughs> It was decent, and I love your girlfriend, by the way. That is awesome. I'm, I'm rooting for y'all. <laughs> it, it it was it it was it was a decent match. Sometimes it seems like uh, Hart is disconnected from everything else that's going on, so it just seems she's like a brooding dark character, but she's kind of disconnected from the rest of the group. Although I've been watching her rise and the promo she's been cutting and all of that, been entertaining. So yeah, I, I was I was entertained by this match. 22 years old. Yes. 22 years old. Ridiculous. AEW World, or sorry, backstage we had the best friends in Bandito being interviewed. They were asked what they were going, so so the AEW World Trios Championship match was contested under house rules, which means that we get a 20 count on the ring, out on the ringside. Uh, we get no, no disqualifications, no rope break, and there was another one, wasn't there? Uh, they got a chance to pick their own stipulation. Right. The dealer's choice. Yes. So the best friends were able to add a stipulation. Uh, they were asked what their stipulation was going to be, which they basically were like, I didn't know I had this option. Okay, no creepy witches at ringside. Yes. Which, <laughs> which uh, Tony Khan got the line of the night with, uh, or sorry, Tony Shivani got the line of the night with, I believe that uh, every match should never, or creepy witches should be banned from. <laughs> I can agree with that, buddy. <laughs> that brought us to the World Trios Championship match, House of Black against the best friends or the best amigos. Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Bandito. This was, you know, 10 minutes of just fun. It ended with the Dante's Inferno uh, with King getting the win. King seems to be picking up a lot of these wins. I feel like they're really keeping him as strong as possible. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a fun match. Uh, you know, with with the best friends or the best amigos, I'm I'm wondering are, are we cruising towards some type of split or breakup? It just it seems kind of you know like like it's it's getting a little redundant. And I mean, you get you get Orange Cassidy in the back, and of course he said there's enough room in his bag for a few more belts. I love that. But yeah, it was a good match. Uh, man, I love the House of Black. Uh, I think this stipulation. It breathed some life, and and much like the, uh, I wasn't really familiar with like the the belt on Ring of Honor. What is it? The um, the belt that has different rules. What is it? The open weight. Oh, the belt pu- the or, pure pure right, champion. Pure pure. So I wasn't familiar with that. So so getting to learn about that, it makes you look at it differently. And I think the House of Black rules may do the same thing. You know, aside from the lighting, because there was a different lighting. So right. You know. Well, yeah, but but no, no, it was a good match, man. Uh, House of Black can can do no wrong, and yeah, Brody King is ooh, he's a monster, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, we go backstage where Orange Cassidy has been laid out by Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open. Uh, he poses with the international title, so I guess that's the next direction for Orange Cassidy, continuing to just put on match after match after match with all of these great workers from around the world. The broadcast team runs down the, the card for AEW Rampage and Dynamite next week. We will get into that next week. Our main event steel cage match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Uh, this started off with a brawl on the outside. We got into the cage where barbed wire came into play. Glass came into play. God, what else? A screwdriver. Um, all of the things that you don't want to, you know, be involved in a cage match. Uh, there was tons of great stuff in this. Um, they, they had a, a point where Omega went for the V trigger and bl blasted Moxley through the cage. Uh, then catching himself on the bottom of it, which looked pretty nasty, too. Uh, this was, uh, you know, every time you see John Moxley and Kenny Omega in the ring together, it's always a tremendous match. Uh, what were your thoughts on this before we get to the end? No, it was, uh, I, you know, I was loving it. It was brutal. You know, Moxley's going Moxley's to bleed. <laughs> Omega bled. I, I was trying to figure out where the screwdriver came from. Oh, and I think they took it off one of the people, one of the, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a security guard, but yeah, I was trying to figure that out. But now they, you know, you, you're not going to get a bad match with, with, with Moxley and Omega in, in any sense of the word. So yeah, it, it was fantastic. End of this match came when Omega was going for the one winged angel on the broken glass. Uh, he lands it, and as he's going for the pinfall, Don Callis, who has the screwdriver at this point, turns on Kenny Omega and the Elite and stabs Omega in the head with a screwdriver, proving once and for all you can't trust a goddamn person from Winnipeg. <laughs> yes, what were your thoughts on the end? <laughs> you know what? I, as I was watching it and, and looking at what was happening, I called it, but like you said, you may have called it a couple weeks ago. I said, you got to be proud of your countryman, man. He uh, <laughs> he made an impact. <laughs> he definitely made an impact. <laughs> and he did it with dynamite, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think you may have had the line of the night. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you uh, 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 give your line of the night uh, as to why maybe he did turn his back. When you bleed with the Blackpool Combat Club, you become the Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, that man owes you some money because you just wrote his promo. Next week, if, if he does not say that, I will I will fall out in some pickling liquid and get pickles. <laughs> that He is going to say that. And that was the one thing that I think everybody was like, when you looked at the gash on his forehead, it's like, ooh, there's no way that can ever be, you know, you can't walk that back. But then when you said what you said, we're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy, buddy. You called me. <laughs> Jack, what are you going to give this addition to Dynamite? This, I think this one was a, a step above where we were two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was one of those. Uh, Tony Khan often tells us that he's, he's got one of the best shows. I do feel like this one in particular they threw a lot out there and it was a good night. It was a quick two hours, I can tell you that. So, um, yeah, this one, I did. we do what? Uh, 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 out of, uh, we do from one to five, right? We do uh, a, a five star rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely in the four territory. 
Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely four out of five on this one. I thought this was a really good show. Nothing offended me on this show. Wasn't quite a five, but it wasn't it wasn't anything under a four either. I, I thought this was really, really good. Uh, Jack, this has been a quick edition of Wednesday Night Wallop, but uh, I want to thank you once again for joining me uh, on the program. Before we get out of here, I'm just going to let everybody know what they can listen to uh, on the at the end of the month in April. World's Funniest Podcast returned, where my co-host DK returned from 15 days in the UK and basically spent an hour and 45 minutes talking about that. The show goes over two hours. We also did headlines as well as talked about a few funny stories involving me and my dog. Um Kyle and I just sat down to re- uh, review uh, In Your House 4, Great White, no- uh, Great White North, I think it was called, or Great something. Anyway, either way, terrible show. Terrible show. That'll be your next Wednesday Night Rewind, which will be out sometime this month. Uh, Kyle should be back next week, but if not, you know you can probably guess that Jack will probably find a way to s- sneak into that chair. Oh, yeah. Fireworks, pyro theme music i'm there all right with all that being said if you want to find us on social media you can find us at at wn wallop on twitter wn wallop on instagram wednesday night wallop on facebook look for myself and kyle joseph's name we are available on podbean stitcher amazon music google Podcasts, spotify apple podcasts we're everywhere jack what, what you want to tell the fine folks who listen to this podcast where they can find you on social media chef jack london and all of the different social media channels and uh it's been a pleasure and a great night i enjoyed the show with you thanks for having me absolutely once again everybody thank you for making it all the way to the end as kyle always says at the end of every week and you have been walloped <laughs> Good stuff, Jack. That was quick. I like that. Yeah, we got it. We got it in and got it done. Yes, sir. Good. That, yeah, uh, I'm with it. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you always being available, uh, especially for all the last minute stuff. Kyle's oh, just yeah. been he's been just beaten down with work over the last while. So needless to say, he's uh, he's zonked and I'm feeling it, too. So look, it, I, look, it is, it is never hard to get me on the show, man. You know, I love it. I appreciate all you guys do. Oh, absolutely, man. And I will talk to you, I'm sure, in the next few days. Definitely. Have a good night. Thank you. You too, brother. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter, at Rylan Wallop, and Kyle on Twitter, at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, MaisieMulderDesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.